Everyone knows that professional imagery is the best way to tell your brand's story. But that story can become diluted when you outsource your imagery to multiple creatives. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking to Pearl Masick about how to maintain a high quality of imagery and how to keep that brand story focused. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill Palmentier of W. Palmentier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia with The Spark Social. Together we make up the, the Marketing, Marketing Essentials, Essentials team. team. So today, as uh, Justin said in our lead-in, we have Pearl Masick with us. Pearl Masick combines her skills as a writer, a commercial drone pilot, which is something that I think is really cool, a video producer, and a photographer into one passion, multimedia storytelling. Pearl has over 10 years of combined experience as a writer, a reporter, photographer, and producer. Pearl grew up in the Caribbean and traveling on sailboats around the world, spurring her desire to to travel and tell stories about people and places. Pearl trained as a multimedia reporter in New York City and has since applied her skill set to helping companies and individuals tell their stories through visual imagery and the written word. She currently resides in Rhode Island, but travels wherever she is needed to get the story told. Wow, that's quite the resume. Awesome. You know, I, I, wherever anyone needs me, I'll, I'll be there. Well, thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming here today. With yeah, us. Thank you. So thank coolest you. place you had to travel to. I was in Croatia last May. Nice. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was, I was so lucky. I was on this beautiful boat and we traveled the Dalmatian coast and I was writing, doing blog posts and it, oh. I felt pretty lucky. Very cool. So, so you, you said you grew up in the Caribbean. Whereabouts, in the, whereabouts in the Caribbean? In St. Kitts and Nevis. There are two little islands. Um, they're right between Antigua and St. Martin. Uh, I've been to St. Martin okay. many times. So yeah. Yes. St. Martin's very cool. Beautiful, beautiful place. So, so, so is it... Okay. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? You know, it's an <laughs> age-old debate, yeah. um, but Potato I've heard it said both ways by people from the Caribbean. So I say Caribbean okay, because I, I think it has a nice lilt to it. Mm-hmm. I think but I use them interchangeably. Yeah, I really no, do. I, I, yeah, plenty of people in the Caribbean say Caribbean too. So. Okay, I was just wondering, as, right. as a native, I figured you might have... Inside you know, scoop. Yeah, inside. Yeah, you like it. adamant, it's Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So how did you get started in, in all that you're doing? Obviously, you, you know, a journalist, a, a, a basically a writer, I should say, writer generally, a photographer, a videographer, drone pilot, you, pretty wide gambit of things you do. It, it, I wasn't expecting to go down this path by any means. I always loved to write, mm-hmm. um, you know, growing up. I was, you know, my parents were boat captains, so we would spend about six months in the Caribbean and then six months elsewhere. And we sailed around the world for two years. And the way for me to kind of digest what I was seeing was to write about it. Mm -hmm. So I always thought that writing would be in my future. And yeah, I, I think it was early, I think in 2013, um, I moved back to the U S and decided I wanted to do a master's in journalism. And uh, I had kind of been bumping around Europe for a bit. Um, 
working in different companies there and did my master's in New York city and kind of realized that journalism, it was a hard mm. road to travel. Sure. sure <laughs> Fellow journalism major over here. So yeah, right, I'm about also that. not a reporter or journalist. Yeah. Currently. You know, and <laughs> it, it, everything had turned digital. And, and so, you know, you, you kind of had this hatred towards how everything was now online and, you know, learning about journalists in the middle East that were, you know, risking their lives and making 50 bucks for a photograph or a hundred bucks for a story. And I said, you know, I, I don't really want to do that. I I don't think I, I want to risk that. And I want to make a living. Sure. It's hard, hard to make money as a journalist. (laughs) Uh, Cause I know some of the local photographers, uh, journalists in in this area and they, same thing. They're saying it's so hard to make it because even with the the reporters nowadays, they're giving them an iPhone and saying, here you go, as opposed to actually having a photographer go out on. uh, And they're the first ones laid off in the media companies. And and Mm -hmm. people are wondering why our, our lack of like quality news and coverage is suffering. Well, everybody's, everybody's news now comes off of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I mean, whether it's real or not. Right. Right. Exactly. No. And you know, as up here, you saw just newsrooms just being completely decimated, mm-hmm. literally decimated. And so, but I was, I, I had moved up to Rhode Island right after New York, um, living there for a couple of years, just was not a city person or a big city person and was freelancing a little bit for Publix Radio and a couple of news organizations here. Um, but, you know, wasn't really making a living off of that and kind of went into marketing just really to make money. So I was doing a lot of video production and I saw how marketing was going in the direction of storytelling. These huge corporations were, were really kind of utilizing stories to, to convey what they were all about. And so, um, yeah, in December, 2018, I was like, well, you know, I might as well just establish an LLC that, that encompasses all of that, you know, and, and, and I can utilize my journalistic background. And once I started to get into marketing, I started to do a lot more photography and then the drone, Mm -hmm. you know, droning came about, especially with real estate photography. I realized that it was absolutely necessary. And I'm like, well, I can make all of this come together as one, as one passion, as I wrote, you know, and uh, it's been great offering different companies, you know, these packages, um, you know, I felt that when people outsource, you kind of, you can have a great photographer, but does that photographer necessarily know what the storyline is of that exactly. company, the essence of that company? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what, one of the examples I, I use a lot is um, there's this guy, he goes around New York City and takes photographs. Um, and his his brand is Humans of New York. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, very that brand. Yep. brand. And I mean, the, the, the photographs are, are beautiful, but they're not necessarily incredible. But then there's this beautiful story behind it. It's Mm -hmm. taking the everyday visuals Mm -hmm. and painting it into what you would never stop and think. Exactly. The story is just there, but nobody stops. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I would agree. I think the the storytelling aspect has really shifted over the last probably three or four years where everybody's looking at photography from the standpoint of what kind of story are you telling? Mm -hmm. And the people that aren't doing, the photographers that aren't doing that aren't getting much work, quite frankly, because that was just weird. Sorry. Just had some little weird. Oh, yeah, that yeah. turned off. I, like, I just put this light <laughs> off behind me. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, the light well, go on for you. <laughs> the light or went off. off. I, I'm a little <laughs> dim today. What can I say? But yeah, it's the the photos and the feed make you stop. But yeah. you know what you see every day, nobody stops. And and no. it's it's truly a craft. What he's done, it's an art to take mm-hmm. that and make it into such a draw. 
It really is. And, you know, I mean, we've been, um, you've talked about it on this show. I mean, storytelling has been around since, you know, we, we had charcoal and we're drawing on the caves, you know, and it's something that is essential. And I think because people get so much thrown at them online, the only way that you're really going to make that connection is through having that story, that real personal story of what, who you are or what your company is or both. And that's where the branding works in. You you want to make sure that the imagery is working with the branding and, and with what the story that that company specifically is trying to tell, correct? 100%. Yes. Yeah. And so I was reading um, American Marketing Association. I think they had a study out in 2020 trends. And this is a really good um, quote about how uh, storytelling or content more so in general sense is related to lead generation for B2B. This was, this quote is specific to the B2B industry, but I think it is, it encompasses a lot of different types of business. Content marketing is the heart of marketing and will continue to be the lifeblood of any successful lead generation program. Because of the explosion of content, marketers will invest heavily in the production and acquisition of quality content that is relevant and adheres to data and privacy and tells stories. So wow, that's that, a, that's there's a lot, a lot there's a lot going on there, but I think what it's saying is that People think of content, you know, as maybe a necessary evil, but it can be a lead generator too when you're using it, when you're using it properly and, and crafting it into your brand. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you know, you look at, um, Patagonia, for mm-hmm. example, and they have invested heavily in telling the story, you know, how, uh, environmentally conscious they are and they, you know, have stories about videos about, um, you know, adventurers going out and doing this, that and the other in their gear. And I think especially the, the millennial generation and the generation after it was a generation mm-hmm. Z, Z, right? right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they, they're looking for that connection with that uh, company. You know, I have a Patagonia jacket because of that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it, it, yeah, it's super important just to have those stories about what makes um, your company personable, mm-hmm. you know? And, and people want to buy into that story. They, they want they want to have a part of that story. They yeah. do. It, they, it matters to them now. Sure. I mean, they have such a, a huge gamut um, to choose from. So they're going to go with the company that, that fits into their ideals and, and what they stand for. Go. That reminds me of GoPro too, and oh, yeah, you know, GoPro. letting the users tell the story at times. Mm-hmm. And I was just reading an article in Entrepreneur this past magazine that came out, and it was when GoPro shifted their content to be for everybody. They saw a huge drop in sales, but then when they shifted back to what what are we here for? Who are we about? The and they shifted their content marketing strategy back to those extreme sports people, the mm-hmm. original users of GoPros. That's when they saw their sales increase again. So that that really resonated with me, you know. So making sure that you're not just producing content to produce content, but content that will actually resonate with your audience is a big deal. One hundred percent. And Airbnb is doing it now. Mm-hmm. They have stories of of people that are hosting, you know, and and why how that's helped them have the life that they have, you know, and um, that it it works. It really works. People see that and they're like, oh well, I want to stay with that person because you know they have the same shoes I, you know, that it's just making that little personal connection because they have so many choices out there. Mm-hmm. So it's just finding that one little thing that's going to trigger that client or, or clients to come to you. And, um, you know, I, I focus a lot in the Marine industry, especially being based in, in Newport and, you know, it's a very small industry, 
but in ultra competitive, but it's just finding that one little thing about that company, you know, and making, getting people on camera that work there and, and to show, you know, the human aspect of a company. Um, that's what will drive someone to, to your website and ultimately to become a client. Yeah. And I would like to just point out one thing with the user generated content, while it may seem that it's completely organic, don't be mistaken that GoPro or Airbnb doesn't have a team of marketing professionals behind that coming up with an overall strategy and outline in, in kind of filtering through the user generated content. So 100%. Yes. So they need it's a not professional so. like Pearl. <laughs> no, ex- exactly. I mean, the, you know, that's the big, it, that has been a hard thing in, in terms of being a photographer or video producer, any sort of content producer. Um, you know, now with the advent of, of super smartphones and, you know, everyone's like, well, I don't need to hire a professional. Yeah, I got the new that. iPhone 11. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. why, why do I need to, <laughs> you know, spend a thousand bucks on this person if I can just do it myself? or, or get, you know, some kid to do it. And, you know, I try and go, I try and be in the middle of the road, you know, because there, there was the time when people would come in with five, you know, people, uh, a, a video producer, you know, an actual, the actual producer, a camera person, an assistant, and, you know, that racks up to a lot of money, oh, yeah. but a small business can't necessarily afford that. So also by providing it, basically, you know, I will, ha- I will bring in someone else to help me if I need to. But I can provide it at a more affordable level, you know, um, for smaller companies. Um, I still think there needs to be that professional edge to it, you know. And when people don't think about the editing process that goes into any of this, you know, or really the storyline. And that's where my background comes in is, you know, when I go in to, to meet with a client, I sit them down and I interview them as if I'm doing a feature on them. I want to get to the very essence of what they are about, you know, mm-hmm. to, to get to that differentiation point, um, what makes them unique. And, and that's when you connect with, with people. Well, that, that brings us into the, the great segue into the next part, which would be explain a little bit the process when you're first meeting with a client of getting that story figured out before you even get ready to you know, turn on the camera, so to speak. Right. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what they want. I mean, I, I love to offer these packages because I think that's the most effective way to get to where they're going, but sometimes people can't afford to do that or they already have some photography done. So I try and work with what they already have. Um, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, get them to do more than they necessarily sure. need by any means, but yeah, I sit down and I ask them, you know, what they want, what they want to achieve, what is their message? And, you know, it obviously depends on the industry. If it's, I have a, if a client is more into, you know, offering, um, yoga services or whatever, it's, it's, it's about, well, what got you into that? You know, if it's mm-hmm. in the Marine industry, it's like, well, well, what makes you stand apart from your competition? Sure. And yeah, we, I sit down and I interview them and <clears throat> sometimes, um, then we'll go to having a, a, a video set up and, and doing an, an, an on camera interview. I'm not in the actual shot, but I'm there and I'm getting, getting to the bottom of it because when you're so involved in a company, you sometimes lose sight of what is 
so different. God, Justin, you want to, I know you want to say this one. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> and we call it inside the jar. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, I have the same problem when I go to write about myself or, you know, something about my company. You're, you're so involved in it. And, and it happens with in journalism, yeah. too. I mean, when you're writing an article, you can become so involved in the facts and everything that that's why you need an editor mm-hmm. to come in and pull pull back and see, it, you know, the story from from an, a certain altitude and, uh, and, and figure out, you know, what the true essence is of a story. And so that's where I kind of tap into my background and try to really get to the bottom of their story and how it's, how they're going to stand out and, and what they need. So, you know, I do offer social media consulting. Most of the stuff that I'm creating is for an online presence. Sure. Um, you know, I, I think, online these days it's there's a it's a very discerning audience because they're inundated with high quality imagery all the time so you know whether they know it or not they know the difference between something that was shot by someone with an iphone versus someone with a, a sure. real camera you know mm-hmm. so i uh, i try and explain that and then try and figure out ways that they can effectively use that content well, one of the things that Bill spends a lot of time educating us on and his clients is it's not just about the equipment. You know, we talk a lot about, oh, well, they used an iPhone versus, you know, a regular camera, you know, what do they call it? Single lens reflex. Did I get that right? Or yeah. Yeah. Oh, DSLR, I'm yeah. always screwing that Digi- up. Digital SLR. <laughs> yeah. Digital single lens reflex. But there's a lot more to it than just the equipment. You know, it's having the experience and the expertise to be able to set up the shot and compose the shot and and know what to look for in regards to telling the story through the imagery. So yeah, you can have a fancy piece of equipment, but you're also paying for your expertise and your experience and knowing how to pull that story out through the imagery. Absolutely. Going back to what we said, I mean, you can be the most amazing photographer, Mm -hmm. but if you don't know the shot, and, and that's where, why I, I like to offer all these services is because, yeah, you can take a beautiful shot, but then what do you, what words do you put to it? Yep. You know, I mean, yes. And, and it, what is it? A, a photo is a thousand words or yeah. whatever, yeah. but it's nice to have words in there too, sure. you know? So going back to the humans of New York example, again, I mean, you can have a photo of, it could just be a piece of carbon fiber and the complexity of, of the, you know, the fibers and then, you know, have something about the history of carbon fiber, why why it's so important mm-hmm. in the industry is now. And, you know, people still engage with stuff like that. I don't think, pe- yes, people are more into videos and, and photos, but if you have a more multimedia approach, I think people still engage with the, the text as well. I mean, it's, as we all know, it is important to have the blogs on your website and, you know, it, it's important for ranking, et cetera. But, you know, having beautiful imagery that, that corresponds with that. New York Times started to do that five years ago. They started to create, you mm-hmm. know, really incredible multimedia articles online. And I think mm-hmm. that's why they're still so relevant today. Um, so kind of translating that into a more marketing approach is, is my ideal, you know, although, you know, sometimes people just want pretty images. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's talk a little bit about branding. Obviously, uh, a company's brand is also important when you're getting ready to do imagery of any type, whether it's videography or photography, what's your process as far as understanding the, the, the potential client's brand? 
going, yeah, again, through the interview process, kind of figuring out, um, you know, what they want to achieve, what they've achieved already, um, figuring out, you know, if it's a small business, definitely why that person got into it. Um, and then, you know, doing a deep dive into their social media and their website and just seeing what they have, have done so far. So you can sort of match their style, so to speak. Yeah. Match their style. Definitely. I mean, people are, I think a lot of people are kind of, especially if they've been in the industry for a while, they, they kind of, they sometimes, again, lose sight a little bit about what they're going for. Um, you know, cause you can, I do it too. You get so kind of mushed down into the administrative aspects and of, of your business and everything. And, you know, it's kind of fun to sit down and talk with people because they almost rediscover what their, their brand is and what they're about. And it's kind of fun to, to reinvigorate them a little bit with that, you know? Um, but yeah, it's just kind of really sitting down and getting to know them, but also to get to know their employees, you know, and I find a lot of times going in and talking with, with people's employees that, that boosts them too, because they have to think about these things, you know, they might, they might not necessarily remember or kind of have thought it about the process out loud of what, why they work there. Um, so, and I would yeah. imagine they might have a slightly different take on 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 the brand, also. Exactly, being on uh, the, the production side of whatever that happens. To, I'm a big supporter to of involving the team because it builds morale too, mm-hmm. and, it, and especially if you're a B two B company and you don't, you know, you have these people working inside the company. They they don't feel like they have like a customer connection, but you know, getting them active in the marketing gives them that that I guess extra attachment to the company. Exactly. It gives them, you know, they, they realize they're a part of something. And as you've talked about many times on, on this show, it, it, it's people are in need of a sense of community. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, whether it's in a business, having that sense of a common bond is important. And then it translates online when, you know, if they, they see a company that they feel like is a part of their tribe, you know, that that's when or where people make the connection. People still need that personal connection, whether, you know, it is a, a B2B process or it is directly to a client. Now, the other thing is uh, we talked about a little while ago is uh, how, it, how a company's message can get diluted when you have too many different, uh, some where they say the, too many chefs in the kitchen, so to speak. We have one person doing the, the, uh, the journalistic part of it, one person doing the video, one doing the photography, one doing the branding. So take us through what, you, what your process is as far as that. Why do you think that it's important that it's all a little bit more concisely under one person's uh, purview, so to speak? Well, I think if you have a, a great marketing director that, you know, 100% understands the brand and, and what you're looking for, of course, you know, that that's great. But in these smaller businesses, that's that's a luxury that you can't afford. Sure. So, you know, if you're outsourcing to a photographer and then a video producer, I mean, a, a lot of these people are I don't feel like are fully invested mm-hmm. in, in the company. Not all the time. I'm not trying to rag on anybody, but um, no. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, it, and the other I think the other thing and you probably agree with this is that. Uh, to, when they're not talking with one another, you know, if you've got a, a person that's redoing the branding for a company, say somebody like Justin, if he's working with a photographer that's not in contact with him, as far as the process, makes it a lot harder, right? Justin, am I am I wrong? Yeah, it makes it difficult yeah. to. Stay and on. I think you know, Pro made a point about how small businesses that's a challenge for them sure. because they may not have developed their brand or they may not have brand guidelines that you know different vendors can follow. So I think the advantage of 
what you bring is that you can help them look at their brand and pull some of that information out before you start producing what you're going to be producing. Because, you know, someone like yourself, you understand how important that brand is. And we're not just making pretty pictures. Exactly. And, and sitting down and, and going through that interview process, I mean, a photographer or, or video producer may not necessarily do that, you know, to kind yeah. of figure out, well, what is your overall objective for this company? And so being able to do that, I think, really helps in, in creating a much more cohesive message. And so when I'm taking photographs, I know, OK, well, this will look great with a, a blog post about this. You know, mm -hmm. it's it takes a lot of the time. It's the time consuming aspect out, too, because you don't have someone sitting there being like, what am I going to do with all this content now? You know, <laughs> um, I try and make it, you know, the, the video complement. You know, if you're doing a video about the company, there's no point in then having a huge text about the company, you yes. know, so it's trying to get everything to complement each other. And it, as we all know, the attention spans of people have shortened and shortened and shortened. About the size of a net right now, right? <laughs> so trying to be as effective as possible and catch everybody. If there's a person that's more, you know, most people are naturally video um, aware, that, you know, but there are people. People that still go for text. So you have a nice video, but then you have a little bit of text on the side and like a nice, beautiful photo on the bottom. And it's just getting everything to, to go together seamlessly mm -hmm. as opposed to having this disparate kind of imagery, basically. Now, do you find that you're having more and more clients ask you more for video work than anything else? Or 100%. Because yeah, I'm seeing the same thing. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. No, it, it's all about video. Um, I, I, I had, yeah, I, I pulled out a, a statistic um, that the average human processes images 60,000 times faster mm -hmm. um, than text. So yeah, it, it, it's all about getting, you know, and it's such a passive way of, of learning and gaining information. So, I mean, I do it too. You scroll and you scroll and you scroll and, and you see a video and, and that's generally what you're going to stay on at least for like yep. three seconds or six <laughs> seconds, you know? Especially if it's a cat sitting on top of a Roomba. <laughs> Just. Yeah. Or you can, yeah, I, I love, I personally love the dog videos, but. Um, <laughs> I, 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 see, my problem is those Russian dash cam videos. That's what they are. Oh, yeah. mm. We all those have our faces. Scary. I guess. Sorry. You know, the, well, one of the things that I, I'm sure you pick it up on, too, is if you're scrolling, you know, on a daily basis, if there's an organization or company that has good branded imagery, you recognize it right away, mm -hmm. you know, and you go, oh, that's that company. Oh, that's that organization. So not only will an engaging image stop you on your scroll, but as you're doing it on a daily basis, you begin to see that brand consistently and your brain connects with that. Oh, yeah. So it's important to have you know, branded imagery and have mm -hmm. that be consistent because that's what people are doing on a daily basis as they're going through their feed. And you want to be able to get that message to them in a consistent way over and over and over again. Exactly. I think, it. you know, a lot of people, uh, local businesses think maybe, oh, that's a larger brand that can do something like that. That's a big company. But that's not true because there'll be times when I'm scrolling through my Instagram and before I even see the profile picture, I know it's a picture from Far West, the speakeasy, because I follow them mm -hmm. a lot. But they have like a certain way that they true. capture their visuals and or Gracie's and Providence, their visuals visuals are different. And so you get, and you, I think it's subconscious. Like you don't say like, Oh, this looks different than normal, but you know that that's their brand as you're consuming the content before you 
you know, think of who it is. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it can be, I mean, you can do it yourself. If you're, if you've got that iPhone, whichever, 11, you know bro, whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> and, and every day you're, you're putting, you know, you're lighting it correctly and everything. And, and but it takes a lot of work to do mm-hmm. that by yourself, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So well, I think some, some of them, some of the Instagram people I'm following are doing it themselves, but they definitely have like a strategy or they mm-hmm. worked with a brand specialist to get that visual, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, aesthetic look down. Um, but then I can see that other Instagram feeds are using professional, like a bank of professional photography, especially with food. Cause it's really hard. I, food yeah. is very oh, hard oh, to yeah. photograph. Food, yeah. food and jewelry, <laughs> two, two of the worst things. But anyway, but no, yeah, you, you recognize the brand visually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a simple thing to do. You know, what, what I'll do is I'll offer, like you said, a, a bank of, of photos, you know, that they'll be able to utilize for, for a long time. I mean, you can recycle imagery too. Um, so that's the great thing with some of these packages is that it, you can keep using this content. And, Absolutely. but the most important thing is the consistency, both in the quality of the imagery, but also in at, when you publish too. Sure. Um, so it, it is important and you're right. It's it's entirely subconscious and it's something that we've really developed is being able to discern really good quality photography or, or video production. And I think it does accompany, I mean, going back to the Airbnb example, if I, it could be the most beautiful place in the world, but if the photographs aren't great, I don't really, cause you obviously haven't, you know, put enough time or effort or money into showcasing your property. I'm not sure right. if I really want to go there, you know? So it, it is, I think, super important to do. Yeah. And I've actually been on the end of those Airbnbs that looked pretty sketchy on the, the beginning. When you look at the photos online, it's like, really, you're renting a place and you're not putting decent photos up of your place. It's like, no, that's why the, would you do that? That's so bad. And you make more money. I was actually watching an HGTV show where they come in and like redo your property so you can rent it. Yeah. But then part of it is the photo package. Oh, yeah. Because Absolutely. You can't, you can't show it visually without the right photos. You it's angle light so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. So, and that's directly related. And to the same thing money. happens with real estate too, because, mm-hmm. uh, most of the, my real estate clients, I try to talk to them if they don't already have it, of having a stager come in and make sure that the, the house is staged properly because that makes the visual that much better as opposed to just a bunch of empty rooms, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And, but yeah. the content could be great on Airbnb, the stories, mm-hmm. the blogs, but if the visuals don't align, then people are aren't. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. It, it's such, we're such a visual society especially nowadays that, yeah, it's very important, mm-hmm. very, very important. And then, yeah, I mean, the drone aspect comes in of oh, being yeah. able to showcase, you know, the location of a property or mm-hmm. a resort or whatever. Yeah, because people, know. I don't know if you find this, but I know a lot more of my clients are wanting to be able to show the neighborhood too, mm-hmm. that the, that the house is in because people are more and more as they're buying homes are uh, looking for what the neighborhood looks like. They want to mm-hmm. know, is, is this house that, that story around that property? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, the house may look great, but what if the rest of the neighborhood looks like uh, it's been run down for 20 years, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, what Sotheby's is doing now is, is they'll bring in a artist or someone with a special uh, talent to be in a house and they'll do a whole video around oh, wow. them being in the house. And, and, you know, so that is wow. the story of the property and it's much more lifestyle videos sure. and, you know, people want help to visualize themselves in that life. Mm-hmm. It's not just the house or that company. It's the lifestyle that comes with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, the Patagonia thing, it's the lifestyle that yep. comes with it. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. Awesome. 
That's a really good point. I think we're running out of time. I could go on for another hour, but uh, I, I, Justin's giving me the high sign over here telling me. Well, cutting you off. <laughs> yeah. Me off. You know, I mean, it, it has been a great conversation. What would you say are three takeaways for today? From me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just three? <laughs> Just three. Pretty. You know, I think having a good quality imagery is, is extremely important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to think about it as a whole package, to, to not think about, you know, the, 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 the written aspect is, is something entirely different to everything else. It's all about your brand. Um, and you know, those are two. <laughs> I don't know about a third. No, just, you know, I think it's worth investing in it. It's Absolutely. definitely worth investing in it. I mean, you don't have to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars, but definitely taking the time to, to, to invest some of your, um, money into that is, is super important because you can, that is something that will keep giving. It's not a one-time thing. Yeah, you, right. get, you have a green content off of it. And mm-hmm. yeah. like I said, now, and the other thing is, is most small business owners don't have the time to learn composition, lighting. Why would you want to? Yeah, I mean, right. the reality is, Justin, your eyes glaze over when I start talking about composition and lighting. No, and not at all. <laughs> not at all. Because I'm, that's, Part of what I do, <laughs> okay. Maybe, but maybe I should have said that. I think show, but. <laughs> most small business owners want to focus on running their business, exactly. and like I'm glad you said investment because yeah. it's not a cost; it Agreed. is an investment, and it's a long term one. So, if someone who's listening to this is convinced now, and they're like, "You're right, I absolutely have to invest in this," how mm-hmm. can they get a hold of you, Pearl? Um, my, uh, website is www.pearl, P-E-R-L-E. It's the French spelling ah. dot media. There's no.com. I'm very new age in that. Ah, okay. And yeah, or, or give me, you know, give me a call. Um, Four zero one six six two five one one three. It's all right. I'll give it out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll also put all this in the uh, show notes for, for right. anybody that happens to yes, hop on. Links and so, great. Yeah, and uh, any any type of client, you know, I'm I'm super interested in people and their and their companies and and why they're motivated to do what they do. So. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This has been great. Uh, can we do another hour? Is it okay? <laughs> we can. We have to make it a two-parter. Though. I know. I feel like we just skimmed the top of the uh, whole topic, but because there's so much. But there is. Yeah. My yeah. And we'll just have to have Pearl back. I, yes. Would you, would you, would I would to come back? love to come back. Awesome. I could awesome. Do, definitely do this for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, I guess until the next time we, we get to talk again, uh, I guess we will say goodbye for this week's podcast, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.